Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewan And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. It will appear to somebody that is listening to us now, or a person who is trying to understand the Nigerian history, that we have actually been patching the system. You know, one thing is to build uh, a house on a solid rock. Another thing is to build it on the sand, and you see that it's uh, falling apart. Uh, you are just uh, trying to patch it, put one thing there, put another thing, another rock there, yeah. put another stick there thinking that it will hold. But it's really, it's not holding. We can see it. The Nigerian politics is so tribalized, even in 2021. The way we appoint minister is so tribalized. It's not based on who is qualified to do the job. It's based no. on who do you know. The Nigerian system is so, is so mysterious. It's not based on getting the best to do the job. And this way, the it's country true. is not moving forward. And even the next election that we have, planning for. We don't know if the Nigerian kickmakers are ready to turn the table. They're just trying to patch it, patch it, and patch it, but it's not going to work like this. So the question really is, now, you say you don't want to blame the generals, the young boys, the uh, the Yakubu, the lieutenant Odumego um, Ojuku uh, at the time who said they wanted to, to take the system into their hand and correct an error, but they themselves went on and make evil uh, uh, I don't know whether to say a bigger error this time because the system they tried to correct could not be corrected and then it led us to blood share. So the question I really want to mm. ask you is where do you think they went wrong? If I'm to say really, I think the problem of Nigeria requires reset of our mindset. You see, we, we are so heavily entrenched now. We've gone to far too deep from what a proper country should be. You know, like I said earlier, when we are growing up, we grew up in a cosmopolitan city where nobody bothered to know where you came from. You were adjudged by who you were, what you could do. You see, we've reached a point now in Nigeria, Mr. A knows Mr. C, who is not from his place, is better qualified, is better equipped to handle a position. But he would rather give it to B, who he has ethnic affiliations with. I'm not really accusing Maybe some, some parts, it is worse with some parts. But that is exactly where we are. And for as long as we keep doing that, we never see the light of day. We must get to a situation where if you really want to have a country that moves forward, then, I mean, it's like having a team. You choose a football team, you choose your best 11 if you want to succeed. You don't choose an 11 made up of one person. Let us have one person from one tribe so that 
you know, things will work. And it even becomes worse when you choose six out of the 11 out of a tribe that doesn't have it. I mean, that's where we are now. Just because they think it is, they have the muscles, they have the power, they have everything to decide who is to be there. But as long as we keep doing that, Nigeria will keep moving backwards instead of moving forward. That's exactly where we are. At some time, moving backward instead of moving forward. Of course, I know the argument can quickly get trickled out to other areas, you know, like, for example, our heritage from the British. Because um, yes. one thing is to be free. Another thing is to be given freedom. I think mm -hmm. I, I'm not trying to underrate the effort of the Nigeria founding fathers, uh, those who tried to take the country away from the British. But there was a lot of things that needed to be done. Some... I don't really think we got independent. We were given independence and we are suffering the consequences of that because it means, of course, historian will tell us that when you are given independence, you need to sign even agreement that you are going to, you are all, you are like a kind of a mini satellite, a mini state responding to higher power, which in this case is the United Kingdom. But mm -hmm. if you have taken it by force, because freedom is not granted, it's not something that somebody can give to you like a gift you need to fight for it the british needed to have been driven away from nigeria and of course this will take even more years to to happen so that i, I don't want to believe that we are naive to the situation just thinking that the founding father were just too blind no a lot of mathematics were done a lot of things went into what we call the Nigeria independent is not as simple as it might appear to be. I am not naive mm -hmm. to that. But this is what it is today. So we must look for a way to find the solution. So I would like to ask you a humble question. Do you think the war could have been avoided? Looking at the situation the way it was and the way it is today. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Because uh, we are all aware of the of the attempt by the Ghanaian head of state, military head of state at that time, to broker peace amongst the disagreeing factions, the federal side led by General Gowon and Ojuku on the Biafran side. At the end of the discussions in Abri, people thought some solution had been found. And that would have stopped the country from going to war. Unfortunately, from what we are made to understand, when Ojuku got back to Lagos, with the advice of the British and some Nigerian bureaucrats, all the agreements that were reached in Abri were, you know, thrown overboard. Primarily, Ojuku had canvassed that the country should be not just a federation, but a confederation where each region, at that time we had four regions, should be able to pilot their affairs. And it was believed that 
go on understood what was being said. But when he got back, he said no, that they had no time agreed on confederation. And I think that's one of the problems Nigeria is still suffering from. Where all the power, you know, is placed at the center. And the states are just like, uh, you know, powerless appendages. And every state runs to the, 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 the federal every month for handouts. <laughs> and some of the, yeah, I mean, that's what is happening. And some of the states are not being productive and they are not making any attempt to do anything, even when every state, it has improved in Nigeria, that every state is naturally endowed. All you need is people to really, I mean, even if it is agriculture, there are countries that have nothing. Yet, they are doing very well. I mean, I know about Kenya, where they are earning so much from just planting flowers. I mean, people will not believe it. And they earn billions of dollars every year from just selling flowers. I mean, we have a lot of places. I mean, we have Switzerland, we have Japan, places that don't even have any natural resources, yet they are doing very fine economically. I don't even know why Nigeria, we are, every state has abundance of arable land to grow whatever should be depending on, I mean, for how many years now, we depend on oil every day. And now oil is dwindling both in reserves and in appreciation by the world. The world is going into other sources of energy. So very soon, maybe we'll be boiling our oil and eating or drinking it. I mean, that's, that's just how bad it is. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehe Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehe Ewafo. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.